Audi. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 Central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello and welcome to the Big Travel Podcast Christmas Special with me, your host, Lisa Francesca Nand. Is that Santa I can hear out the window or is it just me jingling some bells that I happen to have borrowed from the local nursery? I will give them back, I promise. Right put those down. Now Christmas and the run up to Christmas is such a wonderful, busy, crazy time, kind of stressful as well, I get that, of year for many of us. And for our guests, it's no different whatsoever. Today we have stars of TV, radio, books and more for you on this special episode with tales of Christmas past and present, home and away, and of course the odd disaster thrown in. Happy Christmas to you all. Here we go. Welcome to the Big Travel Podcast Christmas Special, on which Edith Bowman goes from swimming to skiing all in one California Christmas. Jane Garvey gets stoned on Christmas Day with an elderly relative in Liverpool. There's Helen Zaltzman and the lady in heels and plastic bags at the Grand Canyon. Author Isabel Broom getting punched in the nose in Lake Como. Newsnight's Kirsty Walk getting her crackers confiscated at the airport. Loose Women's Andrea McLean with childhood Christmas memories growing up in the Caribbean. And restaurant critic Giles Corrin on why Christmas in his family is completely sacred and can never, ever be abroad. But first of all, here's travel writer and glossy magazine journalist Anna Hart and BBC London's Eddie Nestor telling us all about their Christmases. My name's Anna Hart. I'm a travel writer and author of the travel memoir Departures. I'm a huge lover of Christmases abroad. I mean, you get a lot of Christmases in your life. It just makes sense to, to spend a few somewhere completely different. So I've had a Christmas on a Thai island with two Norwegian backpackers that I got to know. I've had Christmas in New Zealand, where Christmas in New Zealand kicks off the summer holidays, really. So it's a completely different vibe. And that was a, a beach barbecue uh, on the North Island. I've had Christmases in LA, which are obviously completely overshadowed by Thanksgiving a few weeks before. And I've even had a Christmas in a little log cabin in Sweden, just with my boyfriends. And they all stand out so clearly. And I believe that Christmas is something you can take anywhere. My name's Eddie Nesto. I host a drive time show on BBC Radio London. I compare, DJ, do a few bits, sometimes act. I've always wanted to be in a hot country for Christmas and I've done it. I've done it for Christmas now and I've done it for New Year. In all of my life I have many disappointments but I think they are the two biggest ones. Christmas is not meant for sunshine. Christmas is not meant for heat. Christmas is made for cold for taking those presents from under the thing from you know waking up in the morning and running downstairs and having to put extra clothes on and a dressing gown on heat and christmas do not go where did you go and how uh, why was it a disaster I, I did i did dominican republic one year i did jamaica and i've done saint lucia it's just wrong 
It's just wrong, <laughs> you know? It's wrong. <laughs> See, you're asking me, why is it wrong? Because it's a fundamentally incorrect thing to even attempt to do. All those Australians on the beach, good luck to them. It's supposed to be cold. There I love go. that. From a guy who's, OK, East Londoner, but family originally from the Caribbean. Hot Christmases. I had wrong. so much expectation of it. It's going to be brilliant. It's like, where's, where's, where's the music? Where's the, what's? Nah, you did get something about heavy atmosphere, cold, that kind of dark, very early, that works for me. Not so long ago, the Big Travel podcast was featured on BBC Radio 4 Extra's podcast radio hour. And to my delight, they chose the episode with the lovely Raina Wynn to showcase and review. Raina is a lady who, in the same week that bailiffs took away the family home, her husband Moth, completely out of the blue, was diagnosed with a terminal illness. Finding themselves destitute and homeless, they set off to backpack along the windswept cliffs of the southwest coast path that runs the length of the west coast of England. With very little money for food and only a tent for shelter, they began to walk and walk and walk. And the book The Salt Path is an account of that journey. Here, Raina talks about the importance of family at Christmas and also the first Christmas they had in the warmth of a home after their period of being homeless. Hi, I'm Raina Wynne, author of The Salt Path. And for me, Christmas is always about family. Family being together, whether it's in a home, whether it's in a bush shelter, whether it's in a tent, it's about being together and just embracing that moment and that love that you feel for each other. And for me, that is what Christmas will always be. What about the first Christmas when you had a home again? Do you remember anything about that? The first Christmas we had a home again, yes. We had very little in the, in the property. We had a table and chairs and we didn't have a cooker. We cooked pieces of chicken on a gas stove, but my husband was there and the two children and we laughed endlessly and it was perfect. Next up, we have Malawian comedian and Britain's Got Talent star, Daliso Shaponda, on how a mysterious big man rescued Christmas. We also have the illusionist podcaster, Helen Zaltzman, on Christmas Day at Dawn in the Grand Canyon, and author Giles Paley Phillips on Christmas in Washington, D.C. Hello, I am Daliso Shaponda, and I am a stand-up comedian. And one of my favourite Christmas memories was just after I had been to school and figured out, well, somebody told me that Santa Claus was not real. And so I went home very, very upset because Santa Claus was not real. And my father listened to this and said, oh, okay, okay. And then around two hours later, he came back from like a drive and he said, I was driving down the street and there was this big man, this giant man around like 13 feet tall and he was just throwing things around and I grabbed one of these and it's some kind of gift and it was amazing to me because he'd created this new myth which I was like, I totally believed and I totally thought there was this amazing weird giant man running around and he sort of like rescued the Christmas just by creating a story. Uh, that's one of my favourite memories. I'm Helen Zaltzman. I make the podcast The Illusionist and Answer Me This. And I've spent a few Christmases away, mostly in the States, visiting friends. But there was one where on Christmas Day we were at the Grand Canyon and my friends who were in a couple came as well. They'd had a really rough year. They'd had like some pretty hellish IVF. They were kind of scratchy with each other as well. So they just needed a break. 
And so they came for a Grand Canyon adventure. They got there late on Christmas Eve. They'd never been there before. And so before dawn on Christmas Day, we got up early, it's pretty cold and snowy, went to the edge. Grand Canyon was absolutely full of cloud. And then as it dawned, the cloud lifted. And so like their Christmas morning was just seeing the Grand Canyon unfurl, which was just beautiful and delightful. But there was also a woman there, very icy ground, by the way, wearing high-heeled sandals with plastic bags for socks. And for me, that was also mind-blowing. That sums up Vegas as well, you know, the whole yeah. sort of experience as we go there. Oh, um, then we went to okay. Vegas on Boxing Day and I saw a guy wearing an A-board that said $20 to kick me in the balls. <laughs> Did you? I didn't. I would pay him $10 to rethink his career. <laughs> My name's Giles Pay Phillips. I'm a children's author. I've had lots of nice Christmases recently. Spent some time in Washington, D.C. a couple of years ago, which was uh, very interesting. I, I haven't been to D.C. before. On Boxing Day, we went to the Abraham Lincoln Memorial, which was quite haunting, actually. I don't know if you've ever been there, but, it's, uh, yeah, it's very haunting. Um, and then, because you look over the reflecting pool, which is quite iconic and all. And you think of uh, films like JFK and think of the, the, yeah, the reflecting pool and the sort of, and then the, uh, the war memorials. They've got uh, quite a lot of war memorials in Washington. Yeah, Vietnam War Memorial and the <laughs> Second World War Memorial. They just love memorials. Oh, wars. Yeah, yeah, wars, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very interesting being there. But yeah, so we had a great time at Christmas there. There wasn't many places to walk, so you have to drive quite a lot of places. But um, yeah, it was lovely to spend time with the family. One of our most popular guests of the year is Jane Garvey, presenter of BBC Radio 4's Women's Hour and also the wonderful podcast Fortunately. Jane and I had a highly amusing conversation about why she doesn't actually really like travel. Here she is talking about Christmas in Liverpool, followed by comedian Phil Nicholl, who will be in Amsterdam this Christmas, football journalist Kate Borsay, who will be in the middle of the French countryside, and Paul Blanchard from the Media Masters podcast, who will be apparently in an igloo in Norway. This is Jane Garvey. I am a presenter on Radio 4 and also co-present the Fortunately podcast with the inexperienced uh, fee clover, but I'm helping her. Anyway, I got uh, memorable Christmases. There was the one where I had a baby the week before Christmas. That was in 1999. Wouldn't recommend that to anyone. If you are planning a family, try to make sure your child isn't born in, on or near Christmas. But I, the Christmas I most fondly recall, uh, in a funny way, is Christmas when my mum and dad were away. I was in my 20s, so was my sister. And my sister and her then boyfriend and my paternal grandmother's cousin, yeah, got together in our house in Liverpool. And I mean, the, the grandmother's cousin was a very elderly lady then. She must have been in her late 70s. And we just had one of those fantastically laid-back Christmases where nothing was planned, nothing was organised. Can't remember who did the cooking, but certainly wasn't me. I think it was my sister's then boyfriend, Mick. How are you, Mick? I haven't seen you for a while. We just had a great, great time. It should never have worked. I think some drugs were... Um, no, I wonder whether there may have been some very light cannabis use. That's all up because... This wasn't skunk, kids. This was a long time ago. Yeah, the good old stuff. Yeah, this was. The, yeah, it was just simply relaxing. I don't think my great auntie Doris had any, but we, what we did have was a very, very lovely day. Hi, my name's Phil Nickel, and for Christmas this year, I will be spending it with my partner in 
Amsterdam. I've got uh, some shows, some comedy shows in in Leiden and uh, Utrecht. Because it was the day before Christmas, I thought, why not try and spend Christmas in Amsterdam? I imagine it's, I mean, it's a beautiful, I think Amsterdam's one of the most beautiful cities in the world. That uh, old city is gorgeous. And so I'm looking forward to having a little bit of uh, Christmas cheer, some uh, hot uh, drinks and and having a bit of snow, maybe, if there's some snow there, wandering around the markets and it, it, I'm sure when it's really quiet, it'll be really nice. There's there's a little square with a, it's a, called a ha- the heart, and it's where the the nunnery is, and um, but you can only get into it through little doors. You have to know where it is, and then inside the square, there's a huge broken down church that's actually f- f- melting into the ground slightly. That's still a functioning church, uh, and I'm going to go and take my partner to visit that. Hi, I'm Kate Borsay. Christmas in rural France, which is where I hope to be this year, is all about random little Christmas traditions and services that you have no idea about in the local village. It's about buying a lot of wine. It's about buying excellent food. Duck is a local speciality where we have a house. And it's about decorating our really old house there with loads of magical Christmas things. Nothing crazy and disney but just really special little Christmas treats. And most importantly, it's about having a huge table and lots of people around it, lots of friends with you, and a huge lunchtime, dinner, whatever, eating session that lasts pretty much the whole day. And in France, you've got the perfect excuse because you've got you know several courses, then you've got your cheese, then you've got your pudding, you've got all sorts, then you've got dessert wines. So yeah, for me, it's all about eating well, that lovely, pure celebration, family and enjoyment and togetherness in the middle of the country. I'm Paul Blanchard. I run a reputation management business called Right Angles, and I present in my spare time the Media Masters podcast. This year we've hired an igloo in Norway, so I think we're flying out to Oslo and then we've got a car and we're driving sort of three hours north and uh, I mean it's one of these proper igloos that's like buried, you know, it's made of wood and things, you know, there's there's, uh, all the the modern uh, uh, appointments. That's not a proper igloo by the way, a proper igloo is snow. Yeah, I think there's bits of it, but it's, it's built in the ground and there's a huge, huge glass roof. So you can watch the northern lights and all of that kind of thing. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I've really, really looking forward. Those and I've always, I've always o- wanted to do. Them. I've always wanted to do it. Scandinavia is the thing is the thing that I've never really explored. I had a client in Denmark for many years. So I used to go out to Copenhagen, but I would go to the airport, go to the business conference centre, do the work, have one dinner with them, and then fly back. So although I'd been to Copenhagen lots of forty times, I've never really seen it. I think I saw the Little Mermaid once. You know, and I hate it when you do that. It's the same with Sydney, Australia. I've been there seven or eight times. We work with several clients, but I've only I've, I've had one day off in Australia. So you know, even though I've spent sort of cumulatively a month in Sydney, I've literally had one day off, and the rest of it I've just gone, done the work, stayed in the hotel, gone, rinse, repeat. Uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to actually getting a sense of uh, the isolation. Of course, Christmas is not all fun and games, and many people will be working over Christmas, including doctors and nurses, police and the fire service, all doing their best to keep everyone safe and sound over the holidays. Author Paul Steidolf is up next, giving us a taste of what it's like being on the hospital ward at Christmas. And life coach and journalist Felicity Morse has some wise words to say about how we can plan to come down well from the highs of Christmas. My name is Paul Steidolf, and I'm the author of the book Forest in the Sahara. And I'm just talking about the time when, as a, a new doctor, I was on duty at Christmas 
in a sort of hospital that doesn't exist nowadays. It was a hospital with large wards and I was asked to cut the Christmas turkey. And uh, I was dressed as Father Christmas. The day before we'd had the choir from the College of uh, Kings playing over the tannoy and the, the ward was full of old residents and they were all just listening quietly and it was a lovely Christmas. A Christmas that I had thought my first Christmas away from home. I thought it would be very hard. But there I was with these people around me, dressed as Father Christmas, cutting the Christmas turkey and then taking round sweets and wishing everyone a happy Christmas. And it was one of the happiest times at Christmas that I can remember. I'm Felicity Morse. I'm a life coach and a journalist. I've just written a book called Give a F and I think the thing about Christmas for me and now like any peak experience is just plan to come down well, right? Because I know after, you know, it can be a great experience like going on holiday or something or like, you know, having family all around you. But then you start to come down from that afterwards. And it's like, how do you come down pleasurably so that you're not fighting, so that, you know, you're looking after yourself, so that like you're using that kind of slower reflective time well, instead of just picking fights everywhere and exploding everything just so you can ground yourself again. As we know, at Christmas, not everything always goes to plan. Escapist fiction author Isabel Broom got more than she bargained for when taking her brother for Christmas in Lake Como. Anti-Brexit campaigner Femi Oluwole, that's Femi Sorry if you're following him on Twitter, found his idyllic Christmas in Florida almost a disaster due to lost presents. And even Newsnight's Kirsty Walk got her crackers confiscated on her way to Christmas in Mallorca. My name is Isabel Broom. I'm uh, author of five escapist fiction novels for Penguin. My Christmas memory, travel memory. I travelled to Lake Como just after Christmas to research my fourth novel and I decided to take my brother with me. And my brother had never been abroad before except for on one school trip. He'd just turned 18 and uh, he's a bit depressed and a bit bored. And I said, well, why don't you tag along with me? You know, um, we hadn't spent a lot of time together because I'm a little bit older than him. Um, and I thought it'd be a good chance for us to get to know each other and for him to explore Italy a bit with me and have his first beer and all that sort of thing. And, uh, and it was a moderate success. Uh, on the third day that we were there, we got the boat over to Bellagio and it was freezing cold. And we walked around all day and we had lunch and it was all fine. And uh, we went back to a shop just by the port and we were waiting for the boat to come home looking at some calendars and I said oh we should get a calendar for mum you know it's uh, for new year it's almost new year as I bent down to pick one up he reached across to grab one and punched me in the face and uh, gave me a, a nosebleed it was all quite dramatic and uh, you know and it was, he, oh my god you know and it was it was I mean I laughed and the scene actually made it into the book and it's it's a very big pivotal scene in the book where my characters all sort of meet each other for the first time and fireworks go off and all the rest of it and there's blood and drama so I don't think I would have come up with that idea had it not been punched in the face so, um, so yeah it was, a, it was a lovely way to start the year with a black eye and uh, <laughs> a bruised lip I looked fantastic on that trip. Hi I'm Femi from Our Future Our Choice I once spent Christmas in Florida with the family and all the presents didn't arrive until Boxing Day. <laughs> The presents were on a flight somewhere from North Carolina uh, because they got misdirected and we spent the day, it's such, it's so weird it being like 30, 40 degrees outside and it's Christmas. 
That was the, one of the weirdest experiences. <laughs> I'm a traditionalist. Christmas should be snowy. There should be snow everywhere. It should be too cold to go outside. You should be just sat in front of a fire, taking it, taking in the heat. There should not be palm trees. I'm Kirsty Wark, and one of my favorite Christmases was spent in Mallorca, uh, where we all gathered at the house we had there, made fabulous food. You know, I had my crackers taken from me at the airport because so I completely forgot, of course, it's gunpowder. But we had this wonderful time where we, it wasn't so cold. So actually, though we ate inside, we, we were all outside at Christmas. And you know, it felt so different, felt so relaxed. Uh, I think that's one of my favourite memories. For everyone who loves Christmas abroad, such as TV and radio presenter Edith Bowman and Loose Women's Andrea McLean, there is a Giles Corrin, restaurant critic of the Times, who thinks that Christmas works best with cold weather, traditions, family and the comfort of home. Hello, I'm Edith Bowman. I think my favourite Christmas abroad would probably be when we had the entire family come with us. So that's my husband and my two kids, my mum and dad, his mum and dad, and his sister and her boyfriend. Unfortunately, my brother was offshore so he can come with his kids. Uh, and we went to LA and then up to Mammoth. So we had a week in LA uh, and we did all sorts. We were down on Santa Monica Pier on Christmas Day. Then we had friends over and cooked a big Christmas lunch. The kids were in the pool. And then we all drove up to Mammoth, which is six hours outside of LA. And we all had a week skiing, bringing in the new year with family up there. So we had this crazy Christmas of kind of four seasons in one Christmas where we had sun and seaside and then we had kind of winter and snow as well. So that was absolutely idyllic. Hi, I'm Andrea McLean and I'm the anchor of ITV's Loose Women. Christmas for me growing up in the Caribbean was very different to Christmases here in the UK. For starters, they were sunny and we wore t-shirts and shorts. We went outside and played on our bikes because we could guarantee there was going to be going to be sunshine. But actually, apart from that, we transferred all the traditions that you would see in the UK over to the Caribbean. We still had, it might not have been turkey, but it was a bird of some kind. Um, and we still had sort of all the trimmings. We put up trees. Um, obviously, they were fake trees back then with poor quality tinsel because we're talking in the 70s and in, and in the 80s. But for me, it was a time of, of, of great joy. And one of the things I loved about Trinidad Christmases, the music's very joyous. So obviously you've got Calypso, you've got Soca, but you've also got these incredible gospel choirs that you would hear sort of playing on the radio and all this sort of time. And also there were songs in different languages. So for me, whenever I hear the song Feliz Navidad, that's part of my childhood Christmases and it puts a huge, huge smile on my face and reminds me of Christmas in the sunshine. I'm Giles Corrin and I'm the restaurant critic of The Times and I present amazing hotels on BBC Two. And in terms of travel experiences uh, at Christmas, I've never had one because uh, when we were little, my sister and I, Christmas was our life. It, it is, still is my sister's life. Everything from the dressing of the Christmas tree, the dinner, the ritual of the, of the, of the Christmas stocking and the opening of it and where we were and wh what we do with our presents and then wh what we have for lunch and when we have for lunch and what we watch on the TV is all so fixed that when my parents tried to say, maybe we should go skiing because that's what I hear people do. We, no, 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 so I've never skied. We know we're not going away. We're not, what about going somewhere hot for Christmas? No, 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 we've got to be in England. So any time any opportunity to travel ever came up at Christmas, no, bearing in mind this is a Jewish family, so it's a slightly odd that we cared about it so much. No, have to be at home, no question. Even 
to this day, we have a place in Gloucestershire which we spend a lot of the time, and my wife has occasionally said, it'd be lovely to spend Christmas in, in, in Gloucestershire. No! What, are you mad? We can go on Boxing Day, but Christmas Day we have to be here. At seven o'clock we open the stockings. At eight o'clock we watch The Wizard of Oz. At ten o'clock we have a glass of champagne and some smokes. At twelve o'clock we lay the table for lunch. At one o'clock we have lunch. It's absolutely set in stone. So I never have nor ever will go anywhere at Christmas. Thank you so much to all our guests this year, including the ones earlier in the year, who I interviewed before I was given the genius idea, it wasn't my own idea, of asking everyone about their Christmas in anticipation of putting together a Christmas special. And here it is. I hope you've enjoyed hearing about our guests' Christmases as much as I have. Thank you so much for listening to The Big Travel Podcast, and I hope you all have truly lovely Christmases and a wonderful New Year. 